Back in the 70s, the mantra for teens was peace and love. In the 80s, the mantra for most teen boys was skate or die. Flash forward 20 years, and what do our youths care about? What's the Wi-Fi password? Thank you for tuning into What's the Wi-Fi Password, a place where we have discussions about topics and issues that are relevant to the teens in our generation and how to point them towards the gospel. If you have any questions or would like to learn more about this podcast, please email Joshua Shively at joshuas at calvary.com. Yeah, so you know, today as we just continue our talk of um, worshiping and the heart of worship and what we worship and why we worship and just kind of like this whole mentality of like this real Christian term worship, which really isn't just a Christian thing. It's a human thing. Um, you know, we can't like not talk about worship music and kind of like our mentality and just like what we do in our heritage and our Christian faith of worshiping and, you know, singing songs and kind of it started with hymns and even Psalms from the old Testament. Um, and so I guess like really to start off this conversation, um, what is your favorite worship album or worship leader um, and why? Like, why does that strike you? Like, what, is, what does that do for you? I don't know who wants to go. Yeah, I can go. Um, one of my favorite worship albums, I've definitely mentioned it several times um, in, during this youth ministry season, is Tell All My Friends by Will Regan and, United, and the United Pursuit. came out in 2017, but I love it because – the whole album um, to me is like a really, the songs are very just pointing toward God. Um, and I mean, I guess all worship does that, but to me, it's really deep. <laughs> like what you're saying, if you actually mean those words, there's a song that says, I'm not in a hurry when it comes to your spirit, when it comes to your plan, basically. and. Um, or I need you more, um, lay it all down at the feet of Jesus. I don't know. I just, again, when you think about what you're singing, it's pretty powerful and very personable, I feel like, between you and the Lord. Um, and I just love like how Will oftentimes in his worship repeats the same chorus over and over again or the same verse. Um, so he'll say, like, you carried me, you carried me. And something about repetition when you're singing um, really to me just helps me like focus in on the Lord. And, um, I, it, it makes the worship time, I don't know, sweeter, or it feels more natural. Um, because it, it kind of becomes like a meditation when you're repeating the same thing over and over again. So I really like that. I also am super down with some gospel music and I tend to listen to that often um and the reason why I like gospel worship so that's usually like um you know african-american singing is because um i also feel like they sing led by the spirit so they're not afraid to like sing for <laughs> 7 10 12 minutes they're not afraid to like repeat the chorus 20 times and i just love that i feel like it I love following people who are led by the spirit and, um, you know, they do fun things. They're 
loud and bold and not all the time, but I love that kind of music. So I'm into that. What about you, Andy, Josh? Yeah, I like that answer. That's creative. Um, I'll give two albums. One that I really like that I kind of discovered recently is Overflow by Matthew Zaginus. He's the worship leader up at Bridgetown Church in Portland. When Drew and I were in Portland, they had like his album for sale on vinyl. And it was just like, this is the most like Portland hipster church thing I think I've ever seen in my life. Um, I picked it up and was like, man, like, I'll support this guy. Like, I'll support this church. Like, it could be good. Like, who knows? And it's great. Like, it's super creative musically, but also lyrically. It's really stinking good. Um, he's got a song on there called Listening that I really like. Um, where the chorus... Or like the verse is kind of like it's like conversation between like the singer and God. Um, where like in the verse it's the Lord saying, like, I will never leave you, I am with you, um, and things like that. And then the chorus is kind of you responding to the Lord saying, Here I am listening. Um, I've always really liked that song. Um, it puts me in just like a good like headspace of entering into god's presence mm-hmm. um there's a good headspace of like being ready to listen to him like just getting that picture of his presence being there with me um a lot of other really good songs on the album i'm a huge fan of it i recommend it and then a second one and one that's like a really um kind of out there choice in one sense and totally started off as like a joke choice but i really like i don't know the name of the album off the top of my head but Bethel Music Kids. It's so interesting. Yeah, yeah, Bethel Church has like their own kids bop. Yep, yeah. Um, and it's like probably got 20 times the budget of our like church's <laughs> worship ministry for like their kids bop. I know, I um, that all the time. They're next level. It's, it's absurd. It's ridiculous. Um, but at first it was awesome. Uh, you guys have heard awesome on the podcast a couple of times. My roommate um we kind of like discovered the album and like listened to it almost as like a joke um because there's especially one song on it that's just like what is the point of this song like the lyrics are so weird it's so cheesy but then like both of us over the course of a week kind of gradually came to this like place of confession of being like hey i've kind of been listening to that album And also, I was like, yeah, me too. It's really good. (laughs) And the thing that got me about it was it was like, like, I just, like, heard it. I was like, man, these are kids. Like, these are kids who just love Jesus or praising the Lord. And, like, listening to it, I was like, man, that's, in a lot of ways, like, what we're hoping to build with our youth ministry. Uh, We're hoping to see, like, our students have a heart of worship and have a desire to praise God. Uh, and so, like, when I listen to that, that's, it's just encouraging to me in that sense. So, how about you, John? Yeah, I mean, it's funny how we, we all kind of, like, push towards or we, we like certain types of worship. Like, I, I personally, if, like, a worship leader repeats a verse too many times, you know, I get, like, I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like, I kind of check out, you know. Um, and I'm not judging the guys. It's just kind of like, that's just not what I'm about. And, like. I think back to when I first became a Christian, some of the big albums that were the big worship albums that were out, 
we actually like in our house the other day, I had Erica put on um, third day an offering, right? It was their album back in had to have been 99, maybe 98. And I just knew every word, every song, but not in like the emotional, like where there's like this repetition to it, but in the sense, like it's just theology, you know, it's just, it just, it's just like theology of who Christ is. And I think that's why I liked the, the original newsboys, not the new, new newsboys, but the original, they had a worship album that like they redid some of the Psalms or like the OC Supertones had a worship album. And it's just like, it is just theology. It's just taking like the apostles creed. It's just taking like, like these, these truths we know about scripture, but like putting them to song. And I don't know. Those are what hit me when I'm like, when I hear of what Christ did, um, through, through like the theology of redemption, the theology of grace. That's what really gets me. And that's what puts me in a place of worship. And like, really like, I guess the next topic in this conversation would be like, well, why do we worship before we like sit down before a teaching? Like what, what does that do for our hearts and what does that do for our minds? And so, you know, guys like, you know, we're, we lead a youth ministry, you know, or at least we used to 37, 38 days ago. Um, <laughs> like, no, we're still leading it. But like, so why do we always do worship? before the teaching like what does that do for us what does that do for our leaders what does that do for the students listening to this um what does worship do before the opening of god's word yeah um corporate worship for me has always just been helpful because it, i don't know it levels out the playing field a little bit to me and reminds me that we are one body and we all are here for the same person, like for Christ to grow with him and to be about his business. And so um, I think one purpose of worship is to just be together as the body of Christ and to praise the one who created us. And two, um, of course, it's to help us get our minds right to receive the word of God, Pastor Nate taught this last week on having um, the right soil to hear the word of God. And so sometimes when you just come in and you go straight from like a, a rushed morning to get to church and you sit down to receive the word, you might not be completely in the right spot mentally. And there's, there's just something to worshiping the Lord beforehand that kind of helps our hearts get settled because in worship, a lot of what we're doing is confessing, right? We're, we're meditating, we're thinking, we're repenting, hopefully. Hopefully we're not just like going along with the songs and going through the motions. But um, I think that allows our hearts to have a good uh, soft soil in order to be able to receive the word of God. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. I think perhaps above all else, one thing that corporate worship is doing is it's us living out exactly what we're designed to be as human beings. Um, yeah. You know, we're all designed with different callings and gifts and talents and all these things, but everything we're designed to do ultimately is for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. um, creation is made for the glory of God. And so as we worship, it's a very active and um, intentional way that we step into that and that we worship God together. And, you know, worship is one of those things that I can often have a difficult time with. Um, usually my mind is good at wandering, especially, like, I'm kind of glad that now, like, 
our middle school, like youth group services than like the main church services. We kind of use different songs. You know, they're not all the same, but I had years where it was like, I knew all the songs in the back of my hand. And so I could be singing and doing all that. But in my mind, just go into like sports or thinking about like what I'm grabbing for lunch after church. And it's like, but I'm, I'm outwardly worshiping. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed in this season, like, I've had some of the best, like, worship experiences uh, that I've had in a while, like, over Zoom calls with, like, Drew Adecki leading a worship song through, like, a janky clipping audio through Zoom, where one person forgot to mute their mic, and so you're getting all this feedback, and every now and then the guitar cuts out, and, like, you can barely hear it, but there's just like this, this heart to it. Um, that's so inviting towards a worship of God, towards a recognizing of, man, I am created and he's the creator. I am the servant. He is the master. I'm the worshiper. He is the God we worship. And specifically in terms of how that affects like Bible teaching, um, it just makes it so that we can hear it. It puts us in this place of being ready. It humbles us. It reframes our mind uh, to where as we worship genuinely, we can come to God's word and hear something that may be difficult, hear something that may confront us, hear something that may rebuke us or call us to do something that uh, we're afraid to do or don't want to do. But when we have that posture of worship going into God's word, we're in a much better place to say, Lord, I want to obey. We're in a much better place to say, Lord, this is your command for me. This isn't just an idea. It's not just like good morals, but it's the word and the will of the God I worship. And so worship and hearing the word of God, they're they're inseparable in my mind. Hey, Andy, I have a question. Well, for you and Josh, but I've actually, I've never heard of you sing, Andy. So I don't even know if you have a good voice or not, but as a male, especially one not growing up in church where as a kid you were singing songs, like how did you overcome like singing all together? Cause I'm sure like when you first showed up to church, that was probably like a really weird part of the whole thing. So what, what, like, what are yeah. your some thoughts about that? Like speak to the person who's like, honestly, dude, like singing worship out loud in a big group, that's just weird and awkward and I don't want to do it. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, so I didn't really grow up in church singing songs. Um, I can't give you a full verse of a single, like, classic kids worship song. Yeah. Like, This Little Light of Mine, Father Abraham, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Like, I can't give you those songs. Uh, I can do Petra's uh, Lord, I Lift Your Name on High. I kind of <laughs> became a children's ministry staple. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I first showed up to, it was called Equip at the time, high school youth group. Mm-hmm. That was so awkward for me. Like when worship started and seeing like people singing and raising their hands and it was just not anything I did. It was not anything I was used to. Um, honestly, I don't think I had a healthy way of like getting over that because the yeah. way I kind of got over it was I really liked youth group. And I really wanted my youth pastor and the leaders and the other students to think I was like really impressive. So because of that, it was like, oh, dang, I'll lift my hands. Like, I think mm. I was lifting my hands before I was even a Christian. 
because <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I thought it was what you're supposed to do. So yeah. I don't recommend that. Um, and that's just the same problem. Like right. you might not sing, not lift your hands, sit down and just like act grumpy because you think that's what people will be impressed by. Um, but the key is like, it's not about other people. Mm-hmm. I remember going to a conference. I'll make this quick. Going to a conference my sophomore year of college for crew, like a college campus ministry. Mm-hmm. And crew loves doing things big. And they love like worship to be fun and exciting. I just remember being in this huge auditorium with like 500 college kids. Everyone's like raising their hands, crying, like praying for each other, like super spiritual moment. And I was just in this funk, like in that season, in that weekend. And for like the first five worship sets, I kept being like, all right, Lord, when are you going to show up and give me like this experience? Mm -hmm. I would pray. I'd be like, Lord, why am I not into it? Why am I not enjoying this? Why am I not having the same thing everyone else is having? And I remember it was like the sixth worship set. It was on Sunday morning. Like I was saying that prayer again. And the Lord just popped into my mind and said, Andy, it's not about you. Mm. And that was like a a game-changing moment for me in worship where I realized like, yeah, this isn't a time for me to feel a certain way or for me to have some type of experience or for me to look impressive to others, or for me to fit in with the group. This is a time where I am, whether I feel like it or not, giving myself in worship to God, and that it's that act of praise that's most important. So that's kind of the mindset I would encourage, is just like, see this not as something about you or for you, but it is a gift that you're offering to God. Yeah. Well, I think that's pretty well said, you guys. Um, I don't have much to add to that. Uh, yeah. So I guess our challenge then really for these students is to, through this week, to continue to, to cultivate a heart of worship. Um, worship, Listen to some worship music. Take a kind of a self-inventory of your, your day-to-day, your life, and what you are like worshiping. And maybe cut some things out and look at places you can worship God more. Um, I think it's all good stuff. It really is. And it's just such a fundamental truth of what it is and fundamental facts of what it is to being a christian and so i think it's great you guys got anything last minute to say or we good no uh i would do one challenge i challenge you guys to type in like worship and then a like a like worship rock music or like worship rap music or like worship gospel and just listen to maybe a style of worship music that you aren't normally introduced to or that you wouldn't normally listen to and I think you'd kind of be surprised um with actually there's some like really good music out there that's quote-unquote worship but not worship music so if you struggle with like the traditional worship music I just challenge you to do a little google search and find some stuff that that you can relate to but that's it I love you guys I agree as a music lover I encourage you to get out of your comfort zone I have a vinyl record of Gregorian monk, like chants. And it's like one of the most beautiful worship albums I have. Don't understand the look of it, but I know that they're praising Jesus. So <laughs> yeah, find something unique, find people who worship God and just join them in that worship. Yep. I agree. All right, guys. Well, I think that's it. Thanks for listening to another episode of what's the Wi-Fi password and tuning in guys. And uh, so yeah, happy, uh, happy Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow. Wash your hands. Bye. 
Calvary Monterey's youth ministries meet on Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. at Calvary Monterey. Both middle school and high school students are welcome. Come on out. You belong here. And I promise, we don't bite.